Chapter 4 of An American in the Making The Life Story of an Immigrant by Marcus Eli Ravage. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 4 To America on Foot. It must have been along toward the middle of May that the intelligence reached Vaslui of the strange new turn that the emigration craze had taken and while i am about it i shall let no amount of civic pride prevent me from recording that it was out of the neighboring and rival town of berlad that salvation came it was to the effect that a band of young men had formed themselves into an organization for the purpose of walking to america i remember how incredulous we were when we first heard of it in the first place we had learned entirely too much about america during and since cosa's visit to swallow any such absurd notion as that it could be reached by walking and besides that the report was brought to us by a woman whom vaslui credited with neither too much truthfulness nor complete sanity the person was a neighbor of ours whose husband had served a term at the prison of Dubrovitz, justly or unjustly, for arson, and she had built up a trade in convicts' work in beads and leather. She used to travel about to all the fairs, and often returned with a great assortment of wild tales. We little dreamed that before many weeks we were to have a two America on foot society in our own town yet that is precisely what happened we had hardly had time to make up our minds as to whether there could be anything in the strange story from berlad when a number of the boys in our own set held a meeting and announced that they had formed a walking group right in vaslui i do not wish to be immodest but historical truth demands i should confess that i had the glory of being present at that meeting and becoming one of the charter members of the organization we assembled about twenty-five of us in all at monish bachman's grain shed just outside the town gate the place was well chosen for that shed had already become sacred in our hearts by many tender associations it had been the scene of a long series of theatrical performances in which the present organizers had been both actors and audience and although we were now practical men and had quite done with childish things our instincts must have guided us in selecting this sentimental spot for our adult activities we ranged in age from fifteen to eighteen with the exception of young Frankel, the druggist's son, who, having spent a year at the University of Bucharest, was looked up to as a man of the world, and was, therefore, asked to give us the benefit of his parliamentary training. The meeting was a thunderous one. As in all parliaments, the body, which had gathered as a very harmonious one, soon split up into a number of factions. There was the extreme left, which advocated secret procedure and the exclusion of parents from our councils. 
they were in favor of immediate action a nocturnal departure with french leave and not a word to our families until we had reached new york when a telegram would suffice to inform them of what had happened that plan had in its favor the element of romance but it was forthwith howled down by the extreme right the reactionaries who laughed at the whole scheme and declared that if we could not travel like gentlemen we might as well abandon the idea of america entirely finally the moderates won out led by the chairman himself they argued that it would be wiser to take the townspeople into our secret and gain the benefit of their advice and support before adjourning we took up at frankel's suggestion the matter of permanent organization we elected a president and invested him with tyrannical powers over our bodies and souls he was to preside at the meetings while we remained in vaslui and to act as the captain of the band on the march he could dismiss a member from the group for a capital offense or punish him with reduced rations and solitary marching forty meters behind the column for minor misdemeanors a number of us objected to making the captain into a king pointing out the patent fact that he was called a president and crying vehemently that this granting of wholesale privileges to a president was totally out of harmony with the spirit of the great country to which we were going next we turned to the choosing of a treasurer and experienced tremendous difficulties in deciding what one of us could most safely be entrusted with our prospective common funds then the temporary chairman suggested that we ought to have a secretary just for the dignity of the organization even though we may find no duties for him last of all i was myself picked for the post of commissary general with powers to purchase supplies and apportion the rations always of course under orders from the captain and president but alas the irony of fate and the cruelty of parents no sooner had we each retired to our own homes and no sooner did we break the news to our several fathers than we found good reason to repent of our failure to adopt the program of the leftists the ingrate monish bachman unmindful of the glory that had fallen upon his grain shed promptly deposed the powerful tyrant who was his own son yankel neither he nor my parent would hear of the absurd idea monish having once been wealthy and being still very proud and something of a power in the community could see no reason why his son should undergo the hardship and the indignity of having to tramp to america if yankel must go away he declared with a flourish i am not yet so poor but that i could afford to have him travel as befits my position but yankel need not leave home at all he insisted the youngster was very useful to him in his business 
in vain did the boy object that he cared nothing about dignity and position that he thought the railway and steamboat were tiresome uninteresting grandfatherly modes of travel unworthy of a boy monish had put his foot down with me things went quite as badly if not worse my father was a cleverer man than yankel's and therefore he had no difficulty in trumping up a whole chain of causes why he could not let me go number one had i forgotten that no more than a week before while i was bathing the horse down at the swimming hole i had very narrowly escaped drowning and a whipping afterward into the bargain with that exhibition of my incapacity still fresh in his memory how could i expect him to trust me to take care of myself on such a journey and in a distant country number two i was the youngest in the family and probably for that reason mother's favorite child he was not talking about himself now paul was in the army at hushi and harry was in business at constanza was i cruel enough to go away and leave mother to die of longing number three the crops last fall had failed times were woefully hard there was not money enough in the house to fit me out for any kind of journey however inexpensive all this array of logic i might have met but before long father's arguments were reinforced by mother's pleadings had i forgotten annie my only sister who had died but three years before a flower struck down in the midst of spring how could i think of abandoning father and mother in their sorrow and quit the precious soil where annie lay buried against the logic of bereavement i saw i had no hope of prevailing even though my reason did not yield my heart did and the session ended in tears in the meantime vaslui generally showed a very different disposition toward the new emigration in spite of its deposed president and commissary general the group had managed to grow both in numbers and in public approval it had been joined by several older men so that the roster contained by now some forty odd names the organization held daily meetings no longer in the grain shed but in one of the town halls the preparations for the journey were being rushed and enthusiasm ran very high not only among the members themselves but especially in the community if the earlier emigration had aroused interest this new and strange development had in it the picturesqueness and the heroic pathos which could not but appeal to the imagination and touch the heart the majority of those who composed the reorganized group were preparing to walk to america out of real necessity not for adventure vaslui gave them the homage and the sympathy that a nation gives its army marching off to war 
the most striking evidence of the community's interest in the movement appeared right at the start before matters had proceeded very far a few prominent citizens of the town undertook to guide the destinies of the group in a more systematic fashion they perpetuated the old committee which had been chosen to welcome the man Cosa, whose missionary zeal had started the whole migration the purposes of this higher organization were at first purely decorative it made arrangements to give the group a suitable send-off on its departure with flags and speeches and the like and it instituted preparations for the welcoming of such groups from other towns as might happen to pass through vaslui on their way to new york but once the committee had been formed it found a multitude of unforeseen avenues for its activity it was discovered in the first place that such funds as had been gathered from the contributions of the members themselves were absurdly inadequate to the needs of the journey furthermore it was out of the question for the boys to camp out or stop at hotels in the towns where the night might overtake them the most serious problem of all arose over the question of how the young people were to be cared for in the foreign countries through which they must journey thus there came into being a whole succession of institutions which the original organizers of the walking movement had not even dreamed of the home committee of vaslui was soon duplicated in every town where groups were forming and before long these separate bodies became merged into a really formidable national committee with branches in every corner of rumania and activities that covered every possible need of the emigrants and then the process of organization was carried to the last climactic step when the newly born national committee entered into correspondence and ultimately became affiliated with the great charitable alliances of vienna berlin paris and london so that the marching group which had started out as an almost grotesque childish fancy of merely local scope had in a short time evolved into a world movement with agencies in the principal capitals of europe and even in new york itself by far the most noteworthy by-product of this amazing movement was the advent of the newspaper hitherto vaslui had been content to get its news second-hand journalism was a thing unknown not only in vaslui but in all the other cities of rumania except bucharest there may have been newspapers in jazzy but i never heard of them even the bucharest dailies were taken only by the coffee-houses of vaslui where they hung on racks clamped into their holders and were glanced at sporadically by the merchants who congregated there but all this was now changed in the last month or two vaslui and rumania generally had passed through a cycle of changes the like of which had taken elsewhere centuries to effect the mere thought of new york had somehow in a moment of time raised us to the level of western civilization 
i have often heard it said since in school and college that the genuine art and literature of a people are the direct result of its history and invariably reflect the popular soul if this be true i have myself been present at the birth of a little movement which may who can tell prove a real contribution to the development of a genuine national art for these daily and weekly papers that arose so suddenly among us were no mere purveyors of the world's daily scandal they were essentially of the stuff of which literature is made although i dare say they never found their way into books or libraries they were filled with poems and passionate eloquence words of cheer and hope eulogies of the land of our aspirations which for some reason or other was continually referred to as jerusalem encouragement to those who were left behind and praise to the almighty for delivering his people from the bondage of the modern egypt Romania. nearly all the contents were the work of the members of the groups themselves and for the first time in their lives our humble simple people had found an interest in journalistic endeavor they eagerly devoured every issue from the first word to the last the ancient arts of music and oratory likewise came in for their share we had never dreamed of the profusion of talent that lay fallow in our own midst moritz kahana the owner of the hotel regal acquired a reputation overnight for impassioned public utterance which reached far out of vaslui and extended even beyond the frontiers of rumania all the meetings of the group consisted in large part of songs with hebrew yiddish and rumanian words whose airs were adaptations of ancient melodies tender lullabies melancholy yearnings for zion and solemn chants of the synagogue some had been borrowed from the doinas of the shepherd and others had filtered in after many vicissitudes from the cafe chatan of vienna the martial airs were quite recognizable plagiarisms from the military composers but all the compositions had been blazoned with the heroic spirit of the young men who sang them and the fervid enthusiasm of the times in this immense burst of literary and artistic fire the practical side of the undertaking was i am afraid somewhat neglected i attended the majority of the meetings but i cannot recall ever having seen a map at any of them in fact i am pretty certain that not even the captain of the expedition had the faintest glimmer of a notion about routes it was the broad magnificent idea of the thing that occupied all minds no one seemed to be in the least interested in mere details as far as i can now determine there was not a member in the whole group who could tell just which way he was headed except that the initial stop was to be berlad some forty miles away and the ultimate destination new york it was never made clear in the speeches or the newspapers how the atlantic 
was to be inveigled into suffering the foot voyagers to bridget's chasm only once had there been an allusion in biblical phrase to the cleaving of the sea and the rising of its waters like a wall but as that came out in a poem it was not remarked it was early in may that this first group having completed its preparations set out on its strange adventure the day was a clear and balmy one the marchers assembled at the gate of the little circular park in the centre of the town and from the earliest hour of the morning vast throngs of people came out to greet them promptly at ten o'clock the bugle sounded and the procession began it was headed by moritz kahana the orator of the occasion and some other members of the committee in adroshka then followed the group in double file clad in brown khaki military leggings and broad-brimmed canvas hats each with an army knapsack on his back and a water bottle slung jauntily over his shoulder last in order came well nigh all that remained of the community of vaslui we marched and sang through the main thoroughfare and then we swung off to a by-road that led to the southern gate of the town there we halted and moritz kahana made a speech that caused the whole throng to cheer and brought a lump into my throat and the tears into my eyes finally came the long last farewells with tears and sobs from other people besides myself the bugle sounded again the captain gave the command and the column was off on its way i have sometimes debated with myself whether it was really the enthusiasm for america and the vague yet marvelous things she meant to me or whether it could have been that fascinating uniform of my fortunate boyfriends and the romantic glories that i saw lying so near before them that made my heart ache when i heard that bugle sound and beheld those feet lifted to the march whichever it was the sight of that column on its way the eloquent words of the speaker and the dreary walk back home have remained among the saddest experiences of my boyhood End of chapter 4